Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to College Football Full Circle. It is Sunday night, and we're getting you ready for next week's action. But even before that, we're recapping what happened on Saturday. So if you missed anything from the Saturday College Football Slate, guys, we got you covered in the next hour. He's Mark Zeno. I'm Drew Martin. Follow him on Twitter, at Mark Zeno. I'm on Twitter, at Drew Martin Betts. We got at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV, Sirius Channel 159, radio affiliates across the country. Thank you for joining us. Mark, hey, jam-packed Saturday, like most of them are. Started off Ohio State, Penn State, amongst others. Ended late night. Hey, we were watching the uh, Utah-USC game. Uh, pretty good, jam-packed, you know, uh, I guess fun Saturday overall. A lot of good games. How'd you take it away, man, from a blimp's view? What were your thoughts on the Saturday card? Um, one of those Saturdays where, you know, um, we're starting to see how the college football playoff picture is going to start to shape up, right? Um, we're at this point of the season where we see some teams who, look so, who thought we were supposed to be very good just not look so good, and it's kind of changed things. Yeah, it's starting to come together. I mean, um, what was was Georgia on a bye, the, the number yes. one team? Okay. Yeah, so they yeah, had they a bye week. They always get a bye before the cocktail party. So does Florida. So they both do that to each other a little bit. Uh, we're going. We're going cocktailing next next Saturday in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Have you ever been to that game, by the way, Mark? Before we break down the games, I've, <laughs> I've heard it's wild. But uh, yeah, Georgia, Florida next week, guys. But um, we did see the Saturday slate um, get off with a. a we'll go in order of uh, the rankings here, guys. We have Michigan, Michigan State. First game we'll break down from the Saturday slate, and uh, we saw eight and zero Michigan. Win 49 to nothing over their little butt brother. I say that tongue in cheek, of course, going back from a few years. Uh, big brother, little brother matchup. Michigan in 49, Michigan State, nothing. They get blanked, and uh, it was really all Wolverines from the get go. Made it even worse that it was in East Lansing, Mark. Did you take anything away from uh, Michigan and Michigan State on Saturday? Anybody who's going to sit here objectively and tell me that Michigan is not the best team in the country is either a liar, an idiot, or a Georgia fan. I mean, <laughs> just be objective about this. It's not a better team in the country than Michigan right now. Say it. Oh, well, Michigan has a beat truck. I don't care. It's, it has nothing to do with it. Michigan is the best team in the country. There's no reason to think otherwise. So uh, I, I'm not going to waste any anybody's time with any other conversation. Michigan State is an absolute mess. They'll continue to be an absolute mess, and uh, this was a beatdown of massive proportions. Yeah, not one that I caught a lot of, but Michigan State heads to 2-5, uh, and five, getting uh, steamrolled there. J.J. McCarthy threw for 287 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Barner, their tight end, eight receptions, 99 yards, and a touchdown as well. Michigan rolling the number two team in the country, 49 to nothing. Next game up, we will break down number three, Ohio State, and number seven, Penn State here, guys. 20 to 12 was the final as the Buckeyes win at home in the horseshoe. Drew Allard, he didn't look that great, I'll tell you, from what I caught of this game here, Mark. Um, the Nittany Lions really struggled offensively kicking two field goals in the first half. They get six points in the fourth quarter. That was it. 20-12, to 12, Ohio State on top. What would you take away from the horseshoe on Saturday? 
Hit the under in this game. Knew it was going to be a very good defensive battle, and that didn't disappoint. However, you know, uh, I've said this repeatedly, and I've said this several times this year, and if you've been following me here on Sports Grid, when you play Ohio State, if you want to beat them, it's really simple. Do not let Marvin Harrison Jr. beat you. When Notre Dame played Ohio State, why did Ohio State only score 17 points? I probably shouldn't even score that last touchdown. We'll call it 10 because they managed to prevent Marvin Harrison Jr. from catching a lot of footballs and going off. I text a whole bunch of friends, Drew, who you all mutual friends with. The second series of the game, I said, if Penn State doesn't figure out how to way, doesn't figure out a way to stop letting Harrison catch the football, they're dead in the water. Harrison goes for 11 receptions, 162 yards and a touchdown, and that ultimately was the difference. If Penn State stopped that from happening, they win that game, and it cost them. Uh, they, Penn State did not play a bad game. Penn State is not a bad team. Penn State didn't even necessarily play a better team. They could not stop one player. Kyle McCord, I'll still maintain, is a very average quarterback. Without that number 18 running around over there for Ohio State, that dude does not look like that dude. Yeah, Harrison Jr. Where do you think he goes in the draft? He's eligible, right? How high do you think he goes in the draft? One receiver off the board, top 10. Okay. Man, something I took away from it, I, I, I don't think you alluded to this, like the quarterback play. Uh, for Penn State particularly, Ohio State, it's okay. I think both rosters are very talented. I think Penn State's defense is really Amazing solid. defense. Yeah, they're two amazing defenses. I'm not surprised that both of these quarterbacks struggled. I would expect that. I just, you know, didn't expect that. Harrison Jr. would be allowed to run around free like he, you know, he was a, a, a two-star walk-on schmuck that nobody ever heard of. How do you think this uh, Michigan-Penn State game comes? What, next week? Um, you giving Penn State any, any shot? Puncher's chance, if you will? The game is at Penn State or is it at, it's at, it's, it's at Penn State. It's in Happy Valley, right? Yeah, yeah, they'll have a puncher's chance. But that game last year was a tight game in the first half, and then they came out for the second half, and they I, I think, um, what's his face, not McCarthy, um, who was the quarterback there last year for Penn State? I, I forget I forget his name. Anyway, um, he threw a pick. Yeah, it, was, Sean, it was McCarthy. Was it McCarthy? Sean Clifford. Okay. Yeah. yeah, right. Sean Clifford was it? I think he threw a pick, and then there was like two long runs by Blake Corum, and Penn State was dead, and they never got back into it. Sean Clifford was last year. I thought that was two years ago. No, I thought there was a an, an Irish kid, Nick, 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 somebody. It was Sean Clifford. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. I, I said it. I couldn't remember. Yeah, and it is. Uh, Penn State at home versus Michigan, and it's actually two weeks away uh, on the 11th of November. So that's one to watch there. And, of course, we got Michigan-Ohio State, uh, that being the last game of the season for the Big Three in the Big Ten. Guys, we're going to be breaking down more games on the other side of the break. He's Mark Zeno. I'm Drew Martin. Let us know what you want to uh, – what other games you want to hear here. Hit us up on Twitter, at Mark Zeno, at Drew Martin Betts, at SportsGrid at SportsGrid TV. As we're going to go down in order here of the rankings, guys, next game up, we got number four, Ohio State, and number 16, Duke, went at it on Saturday. We'll break it down on the other side. Short break. SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back into College Football Full Circle. Drew Martin, Mark Zeno, recapping the Saturday slate. If you missed anything, this is the show for you. Sirius Channel 159, radio affiliates across the country. Thanks for tuning in. As next game up, we got an ACC clash here. Duke and Florida State night game in Doak Campbell. And this one finished Seminoles 38, Blue Devils 20. FSU wins and covers the 14 and a half. 49 and a half was the total gets up and over that this was a competitive matchup to tell you the truth here mark uh, a lot closer than the final score for a big part of this game as the Knowles scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to kind of pull away seminoles win they cover game goes over what'd you take away from tallahassee saturday night seminoles can thank riley leonard for going out of that game and not being able to finish it because i don't know if they win it they certainly don't cover it if he's still playing. I mean, I've been high, as high on Florida State as anybody. I've got a ticket on them to win the national championship. They did not play well enough to win that game for three quarters last night. They really didn't. When Riley Winter went out of that game, Duke could do nothing. They could do – Henry Beelan, their backup, is not ready to be a full-time quarterback at the ACC level yet. That's just the reality of their situation. So, uh, Florida State took full advantage. Guess what? Three weeks, nobody's going to care. But if you really want to chronicle this season, if they end up winning the ACC and getting to the college football playoff, um, that might have been a game that tripped them up. You give any other team in the ACC a chance to knock them off, even if it's in the ACC championship game, you think they're going to run the table? The only other team I think they could, could have a chance to knock them off would be Clemson, just because of how they played them the last time. But Clemson can't get there, not without help. Sure, guys. We'll move down the list here. Uh, another top five team in the Washington Huskies here. Washington at home hosting the Arizona State Sun Devils. Man, I don't know where this Sun Devil defense came from, Mark, but it showed up. The one in six Sun Devils hold the Washington Huskies to just 15 total points. They don't come anywhere near covering the near four touchdown spread as they only win the game 15 to seven game doesn't even come close doesn't even sniff the total of 59 and a half and this game was in seattle in front of the home fans so uh kind of a head-scratching performance here from the huskies what'd you take away from uh, the pacific northwest on saturday oh by the way the only touchdown washington scored was defensive it was a 90-yard pick six arizona state was going in for the lead and a 90-yard pick six cost them because um Arizona's, Arizona State's offense isn't good. Uh, so, so there's that. But, um, look, Michael Penix was terrible. 275 yards, two touch, two picks, rather, no touchdowns. And uh, you could tell, I mean, he might have just been so banged up from that Oregon game that he was not ready to play this week, uh, and it showed. Nobody from Washington was ready to play this week after the Oregon game, and it showed. Uh, Arizona almost took – Arizona State, rather, almost took advantage. You know, hopefully Washington can, can sort of – dust this one off and get back out there and figure out what they need to do um, to be better again because they're going to have some tough matchups coming up here very shortly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the first sign of a, a trouble here for the Washington Huskies, and we'll see how they respond. Yeah, and a very competitive Pac-12. Uh, something to watch there, guys. And good point. You know, letdown spot kind of rears its ugly head here in college football with the, with the Huskies able to kind of avoid a big upset bid. bid from the Arizona State Sun Devils. Guys, 15-7, to 7, that one finishes. We'll move to the Big 12 up next with the Oklahoma Sooners. Boomer Sooner, 31, UCF. The Knights just 29. They fall short of another big upset bid here. Oklahoma laying 17 and a half. Don't come anywhere close to that. 67 and a half was the total. 
falls just short of that. But Gus Miles on and the UCF Knights, they gave it all uh, Oklahoma could handle here, Mark. What'd you take away from Norman on Saturday? Almost played this game, at least in the first half, figuring that Oklahoma coming off a bye would start out pretty hot. Uh, and I guess they did. Their defense just was not prepared. And John Reese Plumley comes back for UCF. Um, another game, again, Oklahoma was very lucky to get out of there with a win. Uh, Oklahoma and Penn State were the two teams that came into this week. 6-0 ATS, 6-0 overall straight up. And, uh, well, Oklahoma at least is 7-0 uh, straight up. There's something that's 7-0 ATS at this point. So, um yeah, again, it's just that point of the season where, you know, good teams are starting to get, get caught up to for one reason or another. Yeah, it, 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 the good point with uh, Plumley coming back for UCF, that might be uh, kind of a game changer for the Knights, at least uh, a lot more competitive than they had been the last couple weeks uh, with him out. So UCF just 3-4, and 0-4 oh in the Big 12. We'll see if they can turn it around uh, next week with another competitive battle, I believe, against West Virginia. Something to watch there in the bounce house next week. So we'll go from uh, Oklahoma to the state of Texas with the Texas Longhorns going on the road to Houston. They win 31-24, to Mark, but they don't come anywhere close to uh, covering the more than three touchdown spread. 60-and-a-half falls just short of the total. So Longhorns win, Houston covers, game falls short. What would you take away from Houston, Texas on Saturday? Survive in advance. I mean, we got the Texas Rangers playing the Houston Astros, so this is just all, you know, uh, Texas versus Houston here. And, again, uh, this it's just one of those games where you're, you're kind of scratching your head at why the better team didn't show up to play better. Um, they almost lost in the – you could argue that they deserve to lose. Um, and from that standpoint, you know, um, yeah, it is very much a uh, uh, situation where Texas needed to play better, and they didn't. Uh, they got lucky to get out of there with the win, survive in advance, I guess, is the only thing that matters. It's going to be interesting to see how this Big 12 kind of uh, ends up here as hey, this was a Big 12 game, actually, conference game with uh, Houston making the switch, guys. And, you know, in the last game we just talked about, Dylan Gabriel going up against his old, old team in UCF. Now we're talking about Texas getting the win here. Could those teams face off again in the Big 12 championship? But uh, Big 12, pretty deep, deep conference as well. So something to watch there. And, guys, next game up, uh, we don't have enough time to get it in, but we'll move down the list uh, at the start of the next segment and it's washington state and oregon we'll head back out to the pac-12 we got virginia and unc coming up as well tennessee and alabama that is uh, a game where alabama was laying what more than a touchdown they end up winning by two touchdowns old miss and auburn will hit here as well as the old miss rebels go to six and one the 13th ranked old miss rebels in jordan hair a game that i was actually at guys uh it was great atmosphere saturday night from an auburn team that's now three and four yet uh packed house sellout and uh tickets were were pretty expensive before the game couldn't even really get into the stadium uh without having to pay a pretty penny the eighty-eight thousand person stadium was a uh, fun time saturday night so we'll break that one down on the other side also utah usc from late night saturday army lsu missouri south carolina air force and navy just some of what's coming up as the show continues here guys so uh uh mark i don't know man when was the last college football game you attended has it been a couple years uh georgia Georgia Kent State last year I was at. Oh, Georgia and Kent State. Okay, so uh, I, I don't know if it would be that great of you know hostile of an atmosphere anyway. But Sanford Stadium is always a fun time. Yeah, it's a good place to go catch a game. I was fortunate enough to have good seats. I was very close to the field, so you know I'm a seat snob. I don't like to sit up high. Yeah, I, I like to sit in the lower bowl as well, close to the band. College football and the band, it's always a, uh, a good time. But Athens, Georgia, man, that might be one of the uh, best college party towns out there, guys. That is a uh, wild place at times. Mark Zeno, Martin, breaking it down on the other side, guys. Oregon and Washington State coming up. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back in college football full circle. Drew Martin, Mark Zeno, recapping the Saturday slate. If you missed anything, we got you covered here. Sirius Channel 159, radio affiliates across the country. Thanks for joining us. Heading to the Pac-12, the Conference of Champions in its final season, at least as we know it. Oregon Ducks, Washington State Cougars, 38-24. Oregon, they win. They don't cover here, Mark. 61 and a half. Uh, Fallen... Hey, right next to the total, getting up and over. But uh, Oregon wins, Washington State covers, game just slips over. What would you take away from uh, from Oregon on Saturday? Oregon was one of the few teams this week that looked like they deserved to win a football game from start to finish. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Um, you know, for the second straight week, they play, play a very good passing offense and managed to do a lot to keep them in check for the most part. Cam Ward looked like himself again, 438 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, uh, Oregon's got to go to Utah next week, and I'm so mad at Utah right now, I might just back Oregon again and, uh, and, and lay the points on the road in conference. If we have enough time at the end, guys, of these recaps, we'll hit that one for sure. Tough place to play there in Salt Lake. But Oregon... In my opinion, one of the best teams in the country. We'll see what happens there as we head to the ACC up next. Virginia and UNC with a big upset. Virginia Cavaliers 31, UNC 27. UNC obviously doesn't cover the 23 and a half. 57 and a half being the total gets just up and over that mark. But uh, hey, the who's here with the biggest upset of the day. What'd you take away from uh, Chapel Hill on Saturday? Good old ACC football, right? I mean, I don't know how Virginia did it. I have no idea. They've been terrible all year long. There's been nothing good about them. And uh, all of a sudden, it, it, it changed. So good for them. Uh, good for Virginia. They needed some, something to lift their spirits a little bit. But North Carolina, whew. Uh, yeah. You can't lose a game to Virginia and think you're going to compete with Florida State. No, not at all. And uh, what their number 10 ranking Likely not to be there next week. We'll see how far they fall as they go to six and one, three and one in the ACC, and Virginia moves to two and five. Hey, we'll head to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I'm up next here, guys, for the 11th ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Yes, you heard that right. Outside the top 10, it's been a while. Although with UNC losing, they'll likely move to the top 10 next week, and they beat Tennessee 34 to 20. Um, Tennessee falls to five and two. Alabama goes to seven and one, five and zero. Oh, do note in the SEC. What'd you take away from? Uh, hey, what some people say is a rivalry: Tennessee and Alabama on Saturday here, Mark. I took away that uh, Alabama's defense is getting better every single game. I have no idea why they gave up twenty points in the first half. They shouldn't have. Tennessee's offense wasn't great uh, at anything particularly yesterday. Uh, there was there was nothing really about them that made you go, Tennessee's, you know, really playing well. Alabama just kind of slept through the first half. Um, 
you know, but I, Alabama continues to build momentum towards an SEC championship game against a Georgia team that is much more beatable than any team we've seen in the last two years. So um, Georgia may not get your next three weeks um, by anybody, but look out, man. I, it, if I was Nick Saban, I'd love to set the top ten, but I'd love for them to stay outside the top ten and sneak up on people. What did I tell you at the beginning of the year? I said at the beginning of the year, Alabama plus 650 to win the national title is ludicrous. Ludicrous. Um, and, and we all should have bet it because we all would look really, really smart. Now, again, I'm not saying they're going to beat Georgia, but um, if Alabama heads into the SEC championship game undefeated and Georgia heads into the SEC championship game undefeated, hmm, hmm, somebody from another conference might be getting left out of this thing. You're saying if Alabama beats Georgia, they would each have one loss. They're both going to get in, and that's somebody else's problem? Probably. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I guess it depends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. I was, yeah, we picked up what you're laying down. I guess it would kind of depend on what the other teams are, but I don't disagree with you. That's definitely a possibility. Um, you know, if it's an undefeated champion of the Pac-12 and Big Ten and ACC, then maybe not. But other than that scenario... I think you might be right here, Mark. Man, that would be something that would make a whole lot of the country upset. I mean, but it might happen. If you have, and oh, by the way, if you have an undefeated uh, or, or a one-loss Texas that wins it, what do you do? I mean, you would need a, a Pac-12 undefeated. You would need a Big Ten undefeated. Those two would go, Right. One, the, the SEC champion would go. Then you're going to have three one-loss teams all competing for a spot. Yeah, that's that's assuming Florida State doesn't also go undefeated. Okay, so there you go. So, I mean, it's even more complicated. So, I, I mean, it's, it's you know, we're way early. We're way, and we, we, listen, I think this is the best part of the college football playoff and the fact that the best argument for not expanding, period. I hate expansion. I think it's a terrible idea because guess what? You know what Oregon, Washington means? We said this last week. It means nothing. You know what USC, Utah really meant? It means nothing because they're both going in a 12-team playoff. These games mean absolutely nothing. Win, lose, or draw, it does not matter because if you have one loss, guess what? You're going to the college football playoff for 12 teams. We'll move to Auburn, Alabama as uh... – Mark brings the wisdom here on why not to expand. And to tell you the truth, Mark, I think you bring a lot of good points. Maybe it should just stick to like four, maybe six, but 12. It opens it up a lot. Yep. Way too much for me. All right, guys. Auburn, Alabama, Saturday night. Ole Miss and Auburn as these two teams will uh, end their rivalry at least yearly rivalry next year they're not slated to play each other unless of course maybe outside chance at the sec championship game this game finished 28 21 potty toddy on top do note auburn scored a late touchdown where we're, we're showing six and a half up there but there was definitely sevens available so that was an important touchdown to some including myself mark as i was in attendance got down on my alma mater 55 and a half being the total stays under old miss wins and covers although a push on some of those bets uh jordan Hare was rocking saturday night auburn just three and four that didn't stop uh, the auburn faithful from getting out and having a good time but unfortunately the team drops one to lane kiffin and company hot it toddy war eagle what'd you take away from jordan Hare on saturday night you ever have that bet that you eye up from the beginning of the week and you never actually fire on and you talk to everybody about it, I like this, but you never actually fire on it? Well, that was me with Auburn in the first half. Um, you know, I, I said to everybody, Auburn plus six and a half at the beginning of the week, I said, but Auburn in the first half makes a lot more sense just because if they can't keep it close in the first half, guess what? They're not going to cover the six and a half of the game, period. Uh, Jordan Harris, as you know, Drew, is an incredibly tough place to play, especially at night. Freaky things happen at Jordan here to good teams when they when they show up there. 
don't really know, you know, uh, why that is the case. Auburn's offense is not good. They were good for the first half of this thing. Lane Kiffin and company pull it out. You mentioned that late touchdown, but that was probably much closer than Old Miss fans wanted it to be for the better part of three quarters. Give credit to Auburn. Um, you know, uh, they play tough. They're not good, but they play tough. You think they make a bowl game? You think they get to six wins? Uh, let me look at the rest of their schedule here real quick. Still got Mississippi State and Arkansas. I would say those two are toss-up games. I believe they have an FCS opponent as well. Oh, yeah, they got New Mexico State and Vanderbilt. So those are two right there. So all they got to do is split Mississippi and Arkansas. They should be good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that, that – um, and, and you asked about, um, or you kind of stated that Jordan Hare, you know, tough place to play and good teams go down. I can tell you part of the reason. Oh my gosh, guys, that, that town was on fire for a three and four team. D the tailgating was ridiculous. The stadium, uh, the band was rocking. The the inside the stadium metrics. I mean, just what they're doing there. It was a, a good game day atmosphere. Unfortunately. The talent on the roster, not so much. Let's fit one more in here. Heading to the Conference of Champions, Utah and USC. The Utes knock off the USC Trojans 34-32 in the Coliseum. What would you take away from uh, Utah and USC here, Mark? I don't really want to talk about this game, Drew, because I'm still angry about it. <laughs> um, I will say this much. USC, uh, particularly Caleb Williams, did not really look interested in this game. USC came out and scored two touchdowns in their first two drives and then looked like they forgot how to play football for the next two-plus quarters. That's really what it boiled down to. And even got a defensive touchdown to keep them alive in this game. That USC defense, and again, I don't know if it's all Alex Grinch because they're just a terrible tackling team from start to finish. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a scheme thing. I watch those dudes just be afraid to tackle Utah players. That said... That Utah offense was the worst in the Pac-12 in total offense. Second to worst in points per game, and you let them score 34 points on your home field. You should be embarrassed, Lincoln Riley. You should be absolutely embarrassed. I know you don't care about defense. I get it. But the bottom line here is that if you like to actually make a college football playoff, you've got to learn how to get a stop against inferior offenses, and they can't do it. Great breakdown there, Mark. Guys, Utah, USC in the books. We've got about five, six more games to break down in the top 25. We'll take a look ahead towards next week's slate. So stay with us here, guys, as we're recapping the Saturday slate. Mark Zeno, Drew Martin, Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back into College Football Full Circle. Drew Martin, Mark Zeno, breaking down the Saturday slate, recapping it from a, uh, a Vegas perspective. If you missed anything, we got you covered in this hour. We will head to Baton Rouge up next, 62-0. to zero. That was LSU 
GOAT tag is over the Army Black Knights. You know, coming into this game, Mark, I kind of thought, man, Army might shorten the game. Brian Kelly and, and, and the like wouldn't want to blow out Army. But, hey, it is what it is, man. 62 to nothing. They cover the 31. They actually double it up, and they get the total by themselves, 59 up and over. LSU wins, covers, game sneaks over. Did you take anything away from uh, Baton Rouge on Saturday? I hope those uh, young young cadets um, that will at one point in time represent the finest that America has to offer as uh, second lieutenants and officers in the United States Army. I hope they took the whole experience in uh, and enjoyed what it was like to be in Baton Rouge for a Saturday night football game in Death Valley. I also hope that at some point in their career, they never have to look back and say, the last time I got my ass kicked this much, I was at LSU. So um, from that standpoint, yeah, I hope they enjoyed the experience because that's all it was for them. We'll stay in the SEC here with uh, South Carolina and Missouri up next, guys. 34-12, to 12. that was the Missouri Tigers on top of the Gamecocks from South Carolina. Kind of a surprising ending, um, or at least final score, with covering the 7.5 here, Missouri. Total 58.5 stays under. Mizzou wins, they cover, and really, South Carolina did not look good. I thought that that was kind of surprising here, Mark. I thought they would have more of a chance. What would you take away from Missouri on Saturday? Yeah, I had the over in this game, and it did not go over because I didn't have South Carolina being held to 12 points, 12 points against a very average Missouri defense. Uh, we knew South Carolina's defense was bad, but Missouri would have scored a lot more than 34 if they had they been pressed. They, South Carolina never pressed them. They didn't have to. They didn't have to go for it on a fourth down ever. They didn't have to really ever, you know, press the situation to try and score more points faster. So they might have even gotten a 40, and that was part of the handicap of the whole thing. I will say this much. And I've said this for several weeks. Look, I know Jalen Daniels of LSU is the best quarterback in the SEC, and he's in a Heisman conversation. He's the most dynamic one. But do not sleep on Brady Cook uh, and how good he is and how good Luther Burden is. And I'm not sure if Luther Burden is uh, eligible for the NFL this coming season or not. Um, He is a sophomore, so I think he has to play one more year. I'm not 100% sure of the rules anymore. Regardless of that, if Burden and Cook are back next year, that Missouri team is going to be a very, very out for a lot of teams. And they have to play Georgia. They have to go to Athens to do so. And from that standpoint, yeah, uh, I think that this is a, a team that might give Georgia some fits. Might. Uh, because their offense is really dynamic and burden is tough to cover. So um, Eli Drinkwitz has been, uh, been in Columbia for a long time, but it's finally starting to come together offensively for them. Yeah, X's and O's on the offensive side. He seems to be uh, at least doing a a pretty good job there at Missouri. And, uh, yeah, I believe players have to be three years removed from high school to be eligible for the NFL draft. So, uh, yeah, we'll move down the list here. Air Force and Navy. Of course, Air Force winning this one 17-6. They cover by a hook, laying the 10.5. Total of 34 goes under. Academies are now on a 10 and 41 under run. 41 unders the last 51 times. Navy, Air Force, and Army have played each other. 34, not low enough as this one stays under as well. Air Force wins and cover. Take anything away from uh, the two academies going at it here, Zeno. If you had Navy plus 10 and a half, my heart goes out to you. I have absolutely no idea what the Navy head coach was thinking going for two with the touchdown that they scored in the waning moments of that game, that 17-8 would make it a bit better situation than 17-10. It's still a two-score game. If he kicks the extra point, Navy covers the 10.5. Don't know why he went for two. They didn't get it. Air Force tickets cash. If you had Navy plus 10.5, my heart goes out to you. I would have thrown something. I want to see the press conference where he answered that question. I mean, that that's one of those. I don't know. I mean, how much time was left about, Mark? Uh, let me check here one second. It was in the fourth quarter. It was late in the game. Yeah. But again, yeah, that's just one of those. 17 to 9 doesn't help you. There was 50 seconds left. 17 to 9, it just doesn't help you. you know, it's inexplicable. Yeah, that's a tough one, guys. Like Mark said, parts out. That, that's a bad beat right there. 
Uh, bad beat, the term gets overused. Not, not in that situation. That's a tough one, guys. But we'll move to, uh, what, back to New Orleans here. Uh, Tulane hosting North Texas, the mean green. And the green wave go at it, and it finishes 35-28. to 28. North Texas scored 21 points in the third quarter. And, uh, hey, the green wave win at home. Did you take anything away from the Big Easy quickly here, Mark? Uh, not much. I didn't have eyes on this game. Um, you know, it just uh, didn't didn't cross my uh, my purview here. I just know that Tulane is good and they score a lot. And North Texas, well, I was kind of sh- shocked they scored as much as they did. It was all in the second half, too. So, you know, um, Tulane's going to keep stacking up wins in the American. Yeah, they got a good quarterback in Michael Pratt. Also, Rodgers, the quarterback for UNT, he threw for uh, 400 or 343 yards. So, uh, good passing performance there from the Mean Green as they were able to lock up 28 points and stay within the number. They go down to two lane, 35-28. Minnesota and Iowa up next, 12 to 10. Gophers on top of the Hawkeyes. Man, this was a low total again, 32 and a half. I believe uh, one of the lowest totals in college football betting history, and it stays under as well here, Mark. Did you take anything away from Iowa City on Saturday? Um, That was one of the more perplexing uh, officiated moves I've ever seen in my gambling career. (laughs) I don't know if you saw what happened, but uh, Iowa – got a punt at the end of the game there and apparently he well Iowa ran it all the way back for a touchdown but they reviewed it for some reason and said that he made a fair catch signal uh and wiped the touchdown off the board Minnesota wins Minnesota covers uh yeah I I I if again if you had Iowa you have a right to be upset to a certain extent but Iowa was awful offensively in this game I think they only had like 12 yards in the entire second half. Like it was just disgusting how bad they were. Mark, we got one game left here. UCLA and Stanford from the farm in the Pac-12 that we'll recap here before we take a look ahead towards Saturday's slate. 42-7, to Bruins on top of the Cardinals. They cover the 17, 52-and-a-half stays just under. Did you take anything away from Palo Alto on Saturday? Explain to me. <laughs> Help me explain how this is the same Stanford team that went into Colorado and scored 43 points and pushed Colorado to the limit and then shows up the next week and only scores seven at home. I, I have no answer. I have no answer. None. Yeah, this was this was a head scratcher from the beginning, guys, and one that just kind of jumps out the page at you like What's going on here with this Stanford offense? UCLA moves to five and two. Stanford just two and five on the season. Mark, we got a few uh, minutes left, man. And uh, I know we were talking off camera about looking ahead towards this college football slate. Are any games kind of kind of jumping out at you? Does did you have anything circled in the early trading for college football? I started to do it. Again, Oregon minus five and a half. I hate the number. It's a dead number. But um, am I I to believe that Utah is going to be able to score a lot on Oregon? Again, last year's team with Utah, different. Their offense was scoring nearly 40 points a game, averaging almost 400 yards per game. This is a bad Utah offense. I mean, Cam Rising is not coming back to play. And I don't think at all they're going to have any semblance of success against an Oregon defense that is very, very good. Uh, now, again, Oregon is in a little bit of a, you know, uh, let me just double check. I don't know if they're in a complete look-ahead spot with what they have on deck because the back end of this Pac-12 schedule, they get Cal uh, the following week at home. So they play USC two weeks after that. I, I, I don't think Utah is all that good genuinely don't that's not a knock on kyle whittingham and he's great as an underdog as a coach and he's going to be really tough at home and i know a lot of people are going to jump on utah but i I, right now everything about me is saying take oregon and lay the points um texas in the first half um against uh who are they playing let me just double check Uh, that's one of those new big 12 teams byu yeah uh byu had a big win at home this week against texas tech 
Um, they go out on the road, Texas, in the first half, I would say, again. It's one of those simple formulas for me where if Texas can't lead by 10 in the first half, what's to make me believe they're going to cover the game? You know, like th- those whole second-half comebacks like we saw with Alabama against Tennessee, those aren't the norm. When big teams and good teams play bad teams, you know, th- it doesn't always work out that way. So um, Georgia's laying a big number in the cocktail party, 15-and-a-half. I would say this. The way I would play that at 48-and-a-half is the first half under. If Florida has any chance of this game being competitive, they've got to limit Georgia early. They can't allow Georgia to get out to a lead. Um, and if that number is sitting at tw- the total right now at 48 and a half, I assume the, the first half would be 24 and a half. Georgia could even lead that game 21 to three, and it would still be an under. So I would look to to an under in that game in that spot in the first half. Um, Oregon State, Arizona, that total 56 and a half seems high to me for two really good defenses between Arizona and Oregon State. So I'm going to go under there. Uh, those are the only things that really jumped off the page at me right now. Again, Auburn's laying six and a half against Mississippi State. Um, Army just got smoked 62 to nothing. They're coming back home against UMass, laying nine and a half. Army might be the play. Um, Kansas at home getting nine and a half against Oklahoma. Does Oklahoma have another sort of, you know, like, ugh, spot where they aren't as sharp as you thought they would be? Possibly could be. Possibly could be. Um, I would probably lean candor. Uh, but I just want to check it, uh, what Oklahoma has on deck next um, and who they're playing. I don't think there's another big matchup for them. They already played Texas. Oh, uh, they, they have to go to Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah. Bedlam. Maybe Kansas State. Yeah, a little Bedlam action following week. Um you know, Mark, I wanted to bring up something with the cocktail party. As we're going cocktailing, guys, Georgia and Florida next weekend. Florida's defense, they did let up 39 points against South Carolina by week. But outside of that South Carolina game, and then, of course, the game that they lost, uh, well, both of their losses, but mainly the Kentucky game on the road there, they're a young defense, but I think they're talented. And you brought up the under. I actually had circled the under for the game. Keep in mind, Brock Bowers injured on that Georgia offense. It's not like the Georgia offense really is that explosive. And I think the Florida defense is pretty decent. I don't think Florida is going to score much at all on Georgia's defense. So I had that under circled as well. So it sounds like we're at least somewhat lining up there, guys. But we'll give out some more uh, picks in uh, – in this upcoming week's college football slate. Stay with us, got a short break. Final segment up next, SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back in college football full circle right here on SportsGrid each and every Sunday night. If you missed anything from the Saturday slate, we got you covered. And guys, next hour... 
Um, we have pro football full circle. So if you missed anything on Sunday's slate in the NFL, we got you covered in the next hour. He's Mark Zeno at Mark Zeno on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Drew Martin Betts. We got at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV, Sirius Channel 159 listeners, radio affiliates across the country. Thanks for joining us. Guys, taking a quick look here at next week's schedule in college football, Oregon and Utah. I'm with you, Mark. I think Oregon, the Ducks, are the more talented roster. Uh, I think they're the better team. I think they have the better quarterback. At least it's going to be taking snaps likely in this game. I think defensively, I think both defenses are really good. I just think Oregon's offense is a lot better. Now, Rice-Eccles, of course, they're in Salt Lake elevation it is a day game tough place to play and you're gonna have to win by margin that's just one of the things that makes me pump the brakes in that one mark but i'm with you i i I think oregon's the better team i kind of like air force at colorado state laying double digits but still i think air force that team's pretty good and Again, I like the Georgia-Florida under 49, guys. I think Florida's defense is a little bit underrated, and I don't think Florida's going to score at all against Georgia, or at least not much, so I like that under. Mark, any kind of closing thoughts here before uh, we head to pro football full circle? Um, again, Duke's catching points from Louisville. I, I need to know if Riley Leonard is playing. If he is, I'll take the points with Duke, absolutely. But if he's not, it's a huge question mark. Yeah, something to stay tuned here, guys. Kind of playing uh, during the week, Doctor. Is Riley Leonard going to play or not? But, uh, hey, hopefully we helped you on the Saturday slate with the recap, guys. And next hour, we got pro football full circle. Mark Zeno, Drew Martin, short break. We'll be right back. Sports Grid. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.